This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi everybody, I'm Brian Strauser, Principal and Chief Executive here at BrightPath, and welcome to episode 213 of our Managing Uncertainty podcast. In this episode, I wanna talk for a moment about the answer to this question. It's a question that the answer to which I hear all the time. The question is, what are the challenges that you're seeing when you're trying to lead and communicate upward in your organization, particularly with your executives, your board of directors, and your other key leadership stakeholders across the organization? Now, I don't know what your answer to this question is, but I want to tell you what my answer is based on 21 years you know, inside a big company and then 10 years as a consultant kind of helping leaders work through this. The first one is jargon. I see a lot of use of jargon in these conversations and it just does not resonate with leaders. You start rattling off acronyms, CMT, BIA, BCP, uh, CMP, uh, D, uh, DERG, uh, DRG, uh, RTO, RPO, RTC, RPC, and people get lost. You need to use plain business language when you're dealing with leaders outside of your part of practice domains, when you get outside of your area of expertise. You're talking to other BC and crisis folks, man, they get all that. But you're talking to business leaders. You need to explain it in clear terms. The second is the lack of organizational alignment. And by that, I mean that your program is not aligned with the business. And therefore, at that level, you don't have credibility. You're talking about things that are simply disconnected from things that are important to your leaders right now. How do you find out what are important to your leaders right now? Listen to what they're saying. What are they saying in your SEC filings? What are they saying when they're getting up in front of an all-hands meeting? What are they saying to the press? What are they saying to your the investment community? And you can find all this on your company's website most of the time. Or read your annual report or read your SEC filings. But that's what your executives are worried about. That's what they're talking about today. The third is not knowing what level of detail to communicate. When you're in these situations, I've always found it best to be good, be brief, and be gone. Um, If they want to go deeper, they're going to ask questions. So frame up the conversation you want to have. Give them the context, connect it to what's going on, and then get into the right level of detail, and then let them ask questions as they need to to really talk through that situation. The fourth is not preparing for this conversation. You should be preparing for this conversation. You don't know where this discussion is going to go with executives, but you can think through what are some potential aspects that you might get asked about what are some angles you could uh, of questions that may make it may make sense for them to ask you if there's major strategic initiatives happening in their area of responsibility they might ask you how this is going to support that because that's what's important to them so think through this in advance and be prepared for that conversation the fifth is one the fifth and sixth are ones that you can't solve prior to this meeting That is your relationship and trust at that level. If 
they don't know you, you don't have a relationship. But their perception of you, your personal and organizational credibility walking into that conversation is going to dictate in some extent how this conversation is going to go. It's the same way that I tell people that during a crisis, your ability to influence at the C-suite level and with your board is almost entirely dependent upon what was your ability to influence them prior to that crisis. So you need to be building that those relationships and trust all along the way. And that helps establish your personal and program and organizational credibility for when the moment happens. The last challenge I see is the dichotomy of courage and fear. And this is one that I suffered from. I am an introvert by nature. And so when I went into these executive conversations, I was nervous as hell, particularly when I was younger in my career and maybe less confident and less wise, so to speak, as I might've been later on. Um, but confidence plays a role. And so you have to go into this feeling like you're prepared, feeling like you know more about your business than anyone else, because you do. And then being confident in that conversation, answering the questions confidently, and taking away the challenges that you get, and then quickly circling back with them on the answers to the questions that you couldn't answer in the moment. That's how I would answer this question based on what I've seen 20 years 20 plus years of Fortune 30 experience leading these kind of programs in the last decade as CEO here at Braypath, helping other business continuity, crisis management, and crisis communications leaders be successful in their programs. That's it for this edition of the Managing Uncertainty podcast. I'll be back next week with another new episode. Be well. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.